Loud and Proud Champods, brought to you by Ardy Credit Union, Smiths of Drogheda, Lally's Electrical and Playerfit. Hello and welcome to another, yet another, season of Champods and the Championship has begun. I have so many games, so many big wins to talk about and so much more to announce and a whole lot more. But first, Oasis. Yes, so a big day for Drogheda in the second day of the Junior Championship. You have three wins in the Drogheda teams. It's kicked off with the, the Plunkers getting the win, then the Tones in the middle of the day, and then at the end we had the Knicks with a shock, big shock, small shock. Shock nonetheless, in my opinion. And I'm going to go into all that, and just gonna, just before I do, I want to uh, give you the kind of the layer for the week. So already up are the um, the previews for the Intermediate Championship that starts next weekend or this weekend, whenever you're listening to the show. I have them out on Saturday. I should have the Seniors pro- Champods previewed. Very, um, two out of four done, two to go, two big, good, big guests, one really, really good prediction, one new to the show. Um, we're going to go through each and every group, each and every team, and give the full layout for them, how they can win the championship, how each team can win the championship. And then, so Red Stars, and it'll be a Tuesday. You get all that, and then by the end of the week, I'm going to be, obviously you're going to get all the, ju- the intermediate previews within the intermediate podcast, but I'm going to give my junior predictions later on in the week as well. So plenty in there. And keep sending in your red stars because I should have that maybe finalised. But there's a few standout candidates um, for the junior championship. But the champions brought to you by RD Credit Union, Player Fit, Lally's Electrical, and Smiths of Drada. So yeah, so sign up, follow them. Sponsors of mine been very generous and really helpful in keeping this show on the road as, as well as that subscribe as well and please don't share the passwords those crazy numbers <laughs> looking at the champods and I don't think they're all subscribers so please don't share the password or share it around because um, you're only do, it's only 4 euros only 3.25 plus fat she can it's not even a, point, a price of a pint or a, point, a price of a coffee so please yeah come on just sign up for 4 euros um, it's not. It won't take that much out of you. Um, let me see. Right. So where do we begin? I'm going to begin this champa with the league. Would you believe? Because I've seen you on the brain, having recorded a couple of preview podcasts already. And what you've seen early on in the day, Clubbert was in town for the first, the first kind of the historical first show, and I was doing commentary. I was delighted to do commentary with Peter Dirty, the loud selector. If you have a chance to listen back into his insights, we had him on the podcast last year. We can see now why he's with Loud. He has that eye. He has a knack. He sees things. He sees things you wouldn't think that's there and is there very apparent. It looked fairly clear that the Martins were going to win the game. Unbeaten record. They haven't been beaten all year, 20 games in a row. And they were comfortably winning 9-4 at halftime. Too comfortably, you might say. They... Um, they missed a host of chances, goal chances, 1-3, I think Conor Whelan would have missed. There's a, oh, or, well, they got away lucky with goal chances with Jamie Farrell in the second half, in the first half as well, from the mock to the other end. 
But yeah, missed way too much. Balls out over the sideline. Just comfortably winning 9-4 with the wind. And then the Moctis come out the second half. Um, big injury to Wayne Campbell. He goes off with a HIA right from the throne. But Sam pushed, pushing the the, uh, the Martins 10-4 ahead. But then, then just the, the rhythm of the game slowed right down. Right to where the Moctis wanted the Martins on the break. Craig Lennon showed how classy a footballer he is. He hits them off on a, what was it? Yeah, so they get five, six points in a row, seven points in a row to take the lead. Oh, hang on, eight points in a row to hit. He didn't even realise that at the time. Bookended by Craig Lennon's uh, two points. He gets the first and the last in that, in that, that eight-point run to take the lead. Darren um, McDonald does pull the point back. There's a possible penalty for Sean Healy. And uh, Sam even has a big chance to level the game with a with a was it a free or a forty five? But it was a long risk, long distance place kick. Doesn't go the way he wants, and the Mockers prevail and win. It's like it's it's historic. You couldn't begrudge them. The small tiny village, a loud village. Well, not that tiny, but it's a small village nonetheless. Getting a first team title, I think they were beating five adult senior competitions. Did history with the Martins. Um, they got there on merit. They showed their guts. They rode the luck and a bit of class. Decky got two great scores. Jamie Farrell had an excellent half. Um, and then Craig Lennon led the line. Darren McMahon as well showed his class as well down the years. So they get the run. They get the win. They get that league performance. And. It was sting for the Martins, but they might do these two teams meet each other again in the championship. So there's a different animal coming there, and that will all be discussed and plot lines dissected in the champions that come later on this week. I hope you're enjoying them so far, um, but let, let's go right. So from there, from <laughs> it's funny, I like like Craig Lennon hitting the two points. I started in Darva my day, and I ended my day in Darva. But in between, I shot up the M1 to RD, and then back down to the Clans for the three junior junior championship matches. And I missed Jamie Bourne's goal. He, I'll get to maybe get to watch that back. He gets the goal that sets the tone for the Plunkets. It was uh, it was nip and tuck. What I seen anyway. Um, just before half time, probably after that goal, John Bingham gets the score just before half time. Um, he looks to get another one straight after half time, but it's chalked off. Um, Christian Nolan gets a free, the first of two second half frees, make a 1 4 to 4. And then John Garner, the car, former car caller, John Gallagher, makes a steamroll and run down that right channel. Very hard to stop. Guess the backup. And in that third quarter, the Mitchells dominated. But just didn't do enough. Um, Gallagher gets the goal and he just seemed to stop. One four piece. You expect now the Mitchell's going to take over and push on. But Dean Carlin, who is marking John Gallagher, responds straight away. Nolan gets his second free. Then Dean gets the point of the game. Real long range, booming effort. One seven to four. Killian Nolan, the substitute, comes on and gets two points off the bench. Either side of John Gallagher's last point. That was the only real response. The Mitchells had very disappointed for them. They bear one nine to one five. The Plunkets put up their hand. They having having seen Darren Malone's yes, it's Darren Malone's team now. Lan Lear do the business the night before on a very plucky the Piercy side. 
um, Lanier, a lot of people's favourites going into it. It appears to be very well organised under Paul Sharkey. Knows how to manage a team. Knows to get a, get a tune out of him. It looked to be very flat on Darren Malone to decide to take over and drive down through the middle and play one two and then get it back and drive to the net. Bob Murphy as well gets a goal too. And yeah, it, it was just one of those nights for Lanier that showed where they're playing at a different level. Staying and staying without within themselves, just holding off the Percy Black Rock, and then finally putting on the afterburners in the end. Send in your red stars, don't forget to send them in. Like I said, this podcast brought to you by Ardy Credit Union, Player Fit, Lally's Electrical, and Smiths of Rather. So get signed up to them, get signed up to the Champ Pods because we moved on down the M1 back to the dock, back to the clans. Great to be back in the clans as well. Pitch is looking fierce well. Sluggish start to the game, sluggish first half, it ended 1-4-2, Chris Cudden gets a great goal, 8 minutes in, lovely link-up play with Rory Tapp, James Sharkey, he's delighted to see him play, he might feature in the Red Stars as well, but yeah, Brennan gets, Owen Brennan gets a, got a couple of nice scores in the first half, made a 1-4-2, um, it, it, was it Patrick Fanning gets the tap-in goal after working again with Snag, it was 2-6-3 points, game over, until it wasn't. The um Gales fought right back into a hit two four without reply. Rami Phillips gets a nice score. Um and Michal McCabe hits the post on the rebound. James Sharkey makes absolutely no mistake. Lashing it in to make it two six to one five. Key McDonald gets a score to make it two six to one six. And then Michal McCabe gets a score. Keeper kicks it out. They did lose their goal. He'd had to make a change. The tones. I'll go into that in detail on uh, Tuesday's podcast, the Red Star podcast. And he nearly gets a chance to lob, but it wasn't long until he did have the ball in the net and levelled the game. David Riley sends in a high delivery, and McCabe flicks it lovely to the net. Real lo- nice finish. Poachers finish. Make it two seven to two seven. Draw match. Sorry, the lead by a point. Mark Healy works the ball. Played very well today in the middle of the field for the Tones. He worked that ball up the field and level on the right-hand side. Patrick Fanning gets a point. He had a really commanding play, display with three on his back, but it's Healy and Fanning in the middle of the field. But Sharkey leveled the game. 2-8 apiece. And only for Rory, I think it was Joe Comiskey that won the free. Or maybe it was Owen... Um, I can't think. No, yeah, no, it was. I think it was Joe Combs who won the free. A substitute come on, very powerful player. And Rory takes the ball the, uh, off the ground. All the Tones fans in the stand around me, the clans said, Take it out of your hands, take it out of your hands. He backed himself and he drilled it over the bar for um, a relieving victory, I'd have to say, because it looked like the Holland Gales were going to play it. It was interesting because the Tones played right. Or, sorry. The Cahillan Gales played very well in the first half. Played very like didn't deserve to be like six points behind. There's more um, more updates coming in. Keep sending them in. Love the contact. Love the chat and love the, the correspondence uh, this time of year. But yes, so final game of the day. Uh, I suppose, I think overall there was a lack of quality in in the matches, but there was real high wire acts. You know, even the fact that. You had uh, Anna Minnan didn't really pull it up to the, the Finbars as much as they thought they would. Finbars controlled it um, and put really put their hands up as well and wind them all up to their top of the power rankings um, after the win. But I don't know, we'll have to wait a couple of weeks until the power rankings 
podcast comes out because I get a lot of abuse, abuse for that now. But Friday left, open weekend for any uh, power rankings. But yeah, Kieran Markey was the man after Jack Butterley's early goal. Just sent him away and, and the men missed a couple of goal chances which they were always going to rue. And then, it, that was probably the only game that didn't really go down to the wire or didn't really go down to the final quarter because one game that most certainly did was the final game of the weekend and that was the next shock win. I don't care, I'm calling it a shock over Glyde in terms of um, league places, but Glyde being in the junior final last year. Now, they did lose the manager, Fergus Flynn, during the season. Local men took over Paul Noon and Nutter and Peter Duffy. Duffy wasn't there on the line today, but you probably thought they still would have had enough for the Knicks, but the Knicks had a perfect start. Paulie, only mentioned him in the champ pods, gets an early free, Conchie got a goal, really good goal, Ryan Farrell set that up, 1-1 to no score, and very low score on Brian, Duffy gets two frees in a row after 15 quarter of an hour played, they did draw, go in level at half time, uh, Kieran Sheridan with two points in a row, off the deck to level the game, 1-1 to four points, and you just think, yeah, I'll just go the way it goes, but then, Black card, Fierke Sheridan gets black carded. And in that time, the Knicks just make absolute hate. Pauly gets two free, two points, one free. Keeban Husideri comes in and was excellent. And then on the counter-attack, um, really good score from... Um, who was that? Is that Philip Cowan? It's a great score. No, sorry, maybe it was... I can't think who that was. But um, anyway... Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Farrell goes up the field on another Maisie run. You think he's going to be caught, think he's going to miss. Sheehan on hand to bury it home. 2 4 to 4 was the lead. Six points with 10 minutes to go. Maybe a little bit more to go. And it was a case of being patient, being dogged, having the lead, holding on, fighting for your dear life. And the Knicks did that despite Brian Duffy getting a um, last home a goal after. Was it Lee Finnegan that kind of fumbled? And Brian Duffy had made no mistake on the deck and lashed it home, cut the gap to two points. Then Philip Caron gets a lovely spinning point, spins her over the bar to make it 2 5 to 1 5. Caron Sheridan gets it back, and they had chances towards the end. Uh, McKeever hits the side net and they could have hand passed the ball over the bar, they could have cut the gap and made it a draw game, but they forced it, went for goals a little bit too early, and now. Really up again. The Anaminen and the Finbars will be licking their lips because they they have a chance now. Anaminen are back in it now as well. Their season might not be over. They'll fancy their chances taking points off the Knicks as well. And the Knicks will be looking up now rather than looking down. So that's it. Three wins for the draw, the teams. And then neighbours on Saturday night get the job done with the Moctis dovetailing it all. In Loud Village, I'd say the party and the session is going on. That's great for all those players that served down through the ranks, junior, intermediate and senior, winning all the way up. Likes of Philly Higgs who came on today as well. And missing players, Sean Flynn, he'll have an impact, a Tipperary man. So, yeah, really good for them. Really good for the three draw the teams. Really good to have championship football back. And champ pods as well. <coughs> so, thank you very much for signing up. Please urge everyone to sign up and... and uh, Get the interaction going. Send in the red stars. Give me your banter. Let me know what you think. Have I got anything wrong? I think I got one. I think I went for the Mitchells. They're the only team to let me down over the weekend. But that's it. I will, I will, I'll be through all the updates as I go on during the week. But like I said, 
this podcast free pay for the other ones you're going to get um, all the senior champions there coming listen back to the intermediate ones ahead of this weekend you have uh, <coughs> Red Stars coming <coughs> on Tuesday with hopefully a new jersey from Player Fit and then I'll have a preview podcast towards the end of the week ahead of the weekend And but you'll have all your intermediate previews and predictions for the opening weekend within those podcasts as well that, that come out during the week thank you very much for listening and I will chat to you again the first of many weeks on the Loud and Proud Champ Pods good luck bye bye and thanks Loud and Proud Champods brought to you by Ardy Credit Union, Smiths of Drogheda, Lally's Electrical and Player Fish.